Hey everyone, I'm back today with an episode on useful tools that can help you develop a long-term content strategy. So as you may know, I'm running a live workshop series this summer in June and July on the subject. And this episode is kind of um, a way to give you an overview of what we're going to be looking at. And I'm also going to be sharing four very useful practical tools that you can implement right away. But if you like, you can also join um, the more comprehensive workshop series where you get to ask questions, meet like-minded people, or share my screen. So, you know, in addition to listening, you can also see what I'm doing and I'm going to really take you behind the scenes and show you how I set the different systems around media and content in my business app. And I'll also share the spreadsheets that I'm using that I'm mentioning on the podcast today. So um, the workshops used to be free, but I'm asking for a small um, pledge on my Patreon now so that I can pour more love and energy into them. So you can pledge $3 or more, you get access to all the workshops I'm running, and you can cancel any time. So those are four coming up in June and July. If you're listening to this podcast episode later in time, check that out, link out anyway, because I'm always hosting workshops that go deeper into the materials that I'm teaching. But now for today, so four useful tools that can help you develop a long-term content strategy. First, I want to acknowledge why I think it is really important that we look at these tools and see what we can utilize for ourselves. So I think, you know, you, you will feel this probably if you're listening to this and you've heard other people talk about it too. Social media keeps changing all the time. And that makes sense. That's normal, I guess, for what it is. But it can also be really stressful for business owners because there's a lot of pressure to consistently show up, um, to, you know, gain attention and momentum and to be seen and to be louder than everyone else. And um, it can be a super fun and beautiful way um, to get to know other people, like-minded folks to tell your story and connect with people but it can also be really stressful and feel competitive at times so I'm really excited about creating nurturing spaces of collaboration and creativity so I'm always kind of thinking about ways in which we can do things differently and I think these tools um, really create more space for us to be able to feel at ease and to go a little bit slower with these things and still grow our businesses and feel stable and secure. So I think um, the first step uh, before any uh, before I share any tools is probably also to think about what you actually want to achieve with your content strategy. So here are a couple of example examples. Um, you might want to kind of really position yourself as someone who's known for something specific. Um, I, I'm explicitly not using the word expert here because I think it can have some weird connotations as well. I actually really like the idea of peer-to-peer services or products and the idea of kind of being in it together without necessarily having a hierarchy. But what you probably want by developing your content strategy is to be remembered for what you're offering. So I, for example, would like to be remembered as a person who gives... um, support to people who run small businesses and as a web designer and then I also have my other business daydream roles so I want to be remembered for these things and then another goal I have with my content strategy is to share as many resources and ideas and tools that I'm excited about as possible so I feel super lucky that I get to do all these courses I get to spend time reading books and playing with things and I was lucky to be able to Uh, go to university for an MA in creative media so 
I just really want to share that because I think it can make a huge difference for us. Um, other goals that you might identify is, of course, to grow your audience, um, to have more exposure for what you're offering, to grow your business. Um, it can maybe also be connected to PR. Maybe you want to um, earn some media rather than just kind of creating your own, which is super beautiful. Maybe you also want to get noticed by some other platforms or podcasts um, that you want to connect with. Um, so have a think about that. And then before you go into utilizing the tools I'm about to share, really identify what your intention with your um, content strategy is. Another good one, I think, is just to create more time and space for yourself. So I think with these tools I'm sharing, I'm really hoping that you will walk away feeling like you need to spend less time on your phone uh, hustling and comparing yourself to other people. So that's probably a really good one as well. Okay, so now tool number one is journaling about your audience. Sounds really simple, but it's actually really powerful because so many people don't actually really know what they have to say and who they're talking to. So I'm going to share a couple of journaling prompts with you and I would highly recommend that you give it at least 20 minutes to sit down with these um, and obviously you can make up more, maybe you want to spend more time but I think that's a really good starting point that will make um, make it a lot clearer for you, you know, where your content is going to go long term. So those questions could be, who are you talking to? What are they struggling with? What is their life like and what are they excited about? And then kind of more related to you and what you're offering, what do you want to share with these people? And, you know, how you approach this, remember you can always pause the podcast um, and write a bit or you can do this another time. But, but think about what kind of documentation would be most useful for you as the learner that you are. So maybe you're very visual, in which case maybe make a mind map of characteristics or maybe you love Excel sheets and you just want to have everything in one place. Then maybe make a list in your Excel sheet. But really think about who you're talking to, bearing in mind that you might identify a very specific demographic or even imagine a specific kind of person that you're talking to um, but there can still be variation. That doesn't mean that other people can't hear you or that you can only ever write anything for that particular person. But really what I've seen time and time again is that people, if people get clear on who their content is for and what the themes are around which they want to share, everything else becomes so much easier. So to give you an example, maybe you are a herbalist. Um, maybe you develop products, but you're also seeing clients. Um and maybe you're specializing in burnout and stress. So you can think about, you know, what age range are the people that you're talking to? Why are they stressed? What is their experience? And um, with herbs, are they already working with supplements or are they interested in making teas, maybe growing their own? Where do they live? What kind of income do they have? What are they challenged by? And, and it goes on. So you can kind of develop a pretty detailed picture of who you're talking to and at the same time you can also say talk to someone completely else who is also stressed out um, but just having that starting point might be really really useful for you um, and the next tool I want to share is creating a sheet for themes across different channels so let me clarify what I mean by that you probably know on which challenge, uh, channels your business is currently present. So maybe you're on Facebook and Instagram and then maybe you have a blog or maybe you have a podcast or maybe you're actually just really focusing your energy on Pinterest. But open a, a spreadsheet 
and then in the top um at the top i would have um a list of the different channels or like places that you're present in mapped out so for me for example i have my podcast then i'm on instagram course posting to facebook i'm sometimes giving interviews um and i'm on pinterest as well though i don't spend as much time there um and i have a newsletter of course so those are kind of the areas of content in my business right now that i am mapping out and then that is the top and then on the left side i will um, have a line or two for each of, of the months that are coming up in the next year um, so for example, um, if you've chosen Instagram and Facebook as your spaces, and I would really invite you to choose them wisely and to think about, you know, what what spaces and what ways of engaging with people do you actually enjoy and where do you want to put your energy. Um, and then you can um, identify what themes you want to create content around each month. Um, and maybe you want to keep that really open or maybe you want to be really specific. And I think that really depends on how you're feeling about content creation at the moment. So some people feel pretty anxious about this. They kind of get stuck. They're like, hmm, you know, they just have this feeling of I I wish I had more to say or I wish I was posting on Instagram more consistently. And it's kind of hard for them to integrate that into their everyday life. I think in those cases, it's good to get really clear and say, so in May, I'm going to be talking about body love or self-love or ritual in june i'm going to be talking about travel and getting ready for summer and taking time off um and then maybe um uh, in the colder season if you're in the northern hemisphere in october you'll be talking about letting go or grief um so you're kind of mapping out the themes for the year these are really just examples um and then you're committing to different categories within which you're going to create content or post um, on the different channels. So for example, say you're saying in October, I'm going to talk about grief and letting go um, on Instagram. And then you can identify different categories or kind of um, forms of posts that you want to create. So for example, you can share personal stories, you can uh, share quotes that inspire you, you can highlight your offerings, you can uh, create collaborations with other people, um, you can share recipes, tools or tricks, or you can host giveaways. Those are just some categories of different posts on Instagram. So then at the beginning of October, um, you'll come back to your sheet and you'll be like, okay, I've committed to this theme. This is what I'm going to write about. These are my platforms and channels that I want to focus on. And then again, it really depends who you are and what feels useful for you in terms of structure and commitment but maybe you want to um, commit to two newsletters each month and then at the beginning of October you'll write both of them maybe you're also going to write a blog post and then you're going to schedule maybe 10 Instagram posts around the subjects into your later.com account later.com the free version is what I use sometimes to write out longer blog uh, longer Instagram posts that I want to share that are just too fiddly to write out on my phone so I'd say at the moment about half my Instagram content is written out on my computer in that way and the rest is just smaller spontaneous posts that kind of come up in everyday life and that feels like a balance that's that's good for me. So there's always a theme, um, I'm clear on what I'm currently promoting, promoting and talking about, I'm trying to mix things up and really also 
create value and share tools and things that work for me. And also I'm trying to collaborate with other people as much as possible. So this sheet obviously can look so many different ways, but I'm really inviting you to think about what kind of structure feels good for you. Like how long in, into the future do you want to plan? How many um, platforms can you actually commit to? And how can you badge the content creation for these er different areas as well? Because feeling like you have to come up with something very small, smart and insightful and exciting every day on Instagram can just really mess with your head. So I think as small business owners, we often forget that we're wearing so many different hats. We're bookkeepers, we are PR people, we often do customer care, we are doing creative direction and a product management, all these different kind of roles that we have. And so I think it can be very stressful and also not very productive to kind of go in and out of these different tasks every single day. It's just going to drain the shit out of your energy. So I am really kind of a proponent of, I don't know if that's the right word, but I'm really liking the idea of batching and I'm going to have a whole other episode just on the idea of batching, um, which very much applies to content as well. And then the third tool I want to share is mapping your user experience or customer journey. So again, what that looks like might be different. Maybe you want to create this in canva.com, which is a free um, designer-based a browser-based design tool. Maybe you want to do it in your journal. Maybe you want to have an Excel sheet. But the idea with mapping your user experience or customer journey is that you're thinking about the ways in which people get to know your work and explore what you have to offer. So in my case, for example, many people first meet me on Instagram either because friends are following me or sharing something, maybe through the discovery, or maybe they, they are searching for a keyword that I'm using. So they're coming across my work, um, they maybe decide to follow me, and then uh, after seeing me post a couple of times, they're like, oh, this person also has a podcast. Then maybe they start listening, as you are now. And then maybe eventually they're interested in coming to live workshops, uh, to one of my live workshops. I've run more than 25 free ones last year so I've really grown my audience and my connection with um, people which was really beautiful in this way um, and then some of these people kind of feel like that's enough that's all they need they're not ready um, to spend any money which is also totally fine because one of the things that I really love about this way of running an online business is that I can serve with abundance um, a large number of people that are not actually needing to buy anything from me. People who listen to podcasts or read my Instagram posts or come to my free workshops. That's totally cool. I love doing this work. And then some people will commit to work with me in some way, either hiring me as a web designer. Maybe they become a patron to support the show. Maybe they come and set up, sign up for the DIY small business school and so forth. But you want to map out how people first get to know you and what their next steps are. So maybe ask a friend who hasn't been so involved in your business yet to just kind of go and check out your Pinterest account and then go to your website and really see if it's intuitive for them uh, what you're offering and if they immediately understand how they can work with you. And also if how you're sharing content makes sense to them and if it feels to them like you're very passionate about your subject um, you know, and you have you have consistency in what you're sharing and how you're showing up. Um, if you don't want to ask your friend, maybe just ask someone on the internet. There's so many other small business owners, even if you don't know them yet, that you can maybe skill share with, and you can kind of coach each other through the experience of mapping out that user experience. 
And with that, I also would recommend that you look in, in detail on, on into how your um, content is being utilized. For example, maybe you want to have your featured most popular blog posts on your homepage. Maybe you need to make sure that you're linking to your um, offerings from all your different social media channels. Um, that's something that I often see um, people not doing is that they maybe haven't linked to their business website on their Facebook account or maybe they just have one link in their Instagram profile. Um, I use the free version of Linktree for that to have several links at once in my account, which really, really helps to talk about different things at the same time. Um, so yeah, those are good steps that you can take to map out your customer journey and see how that relates to the content that you're producing. And the fourth tool is batching and scheduling. So again, that this will be super unique um, and you get to really think about what's feeling comfortable for you. But maybe your way of batching, for example, is to block one day at the end of each month to create content for the next month and to use that full day to create two newsletters, one blog post and 10 Instagram posts. And then you're going into the month knowing that at least your basics are really covered. And obviously, you don't have to email or blog that often if that's not where you're at right now. This, you know, this, these are just example numbers. But in my experience, it can feel so liberating to get that done in one day, to be spending that one day in this creative writing headspace and then to move on to the next task. And then, of course, you can schedule your newsletters if you like. Um, you can use later.com or another social media scheduler. And you can also, if you have a WordPress site, upload your um, new blog post and just schedule that to come out at a specific time in the future, if you like. Um, and I think for most of us, it's still really beautiful and useful to have a sense of spontaneity. So don't feel like you have to schedule everything out and batch everything. You still want to share spontaneous fun stories that come up for you and just see what happens with, with that. I think that's, that's really important as well. Cool, so I'm going to recap the four tools. The first one is journaling about your audience, really getting clear on who you're talking to and what this person's life is like and what they want to hear. The second tool is creating a sheet for themes across different channels to really map out your uh, content for the future as far ahead as you're comfortable with. The third tool is mapping your user experience and really thinking about how that relates to your content and how you're sharing. And the fourth tool is batching and scheduling in a way that feels good to you. So again, you're invited to come for the live workshop if you feel overwhelmed with this, if you have questions or you want to see me share my screen, that would be super helpful. I'll link to that into the show note. And also a reminder that I'm offering a, three, a new three months business program that is uh, really a deep dive into one-on-one -on -one mentoring with me. So it concludes nine sessions with me. You'll get access to DIY Small Business School. You get five hours of um, design and tech support, as well as 10% off my web design packages. And I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.